Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Frank Warren is back in the UK, made it back uh, in one piece from Vegas. Just about, Umar, just about. I mean, it was, uh, it's, been, been a, it's been a hectic week. I mean, it's been hectic for us. Can you imagine what it's like for Tyson, the guy in the ring doing all the, and, and also Wilder doing the business? Well, well, we'll dissect the fight in a second, but you've promoted some of the greats in British and world boxing. Obviously, Naz comes to mind, Calzaghi, Hatton. Where does Tyson Fury rank in that list for you, Frank? I, I think his achievements, are, uh, he's now, without a doubt, the best. Without a doubt. And, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I've, I've gone on saying about saying about various fighters who could have done better, who done really well, Joe Kawasaki, all of them done magnificently well. But I've got to say, Tyson, um, he's done it in the other guy's backyards. You know, it's not even like he had home advantage or anything. You know, three fights with Wilder in the States, plus another couple of fights he did there. And you think even going, when he, when he went and fought Klitschko in Germany. So for, for, you know, for somebody to travel and do that in, in hostile, you know, First, first fight with Wilder, and certainly the fight in Germany with Klitschko. They were hostile crowds, and he done uh, he's done tremendously well. And that, that heavyweight fight is the best heavyweight I've seen live. Mm. So, in your mind, Tyson Fury is the best fighter you promoted? Yeah, and he's. I mean, if he carries on boxing, who knows where he's going to go? But those performances, that that fight on Saturday was epic. And you know he, what he did, and I watched it back when I got back yesterday. I watched it back, and what I, what he, you know, what he did in that fight was was unbelievable. You know, the the skills, the the heart, the raw, the rawness of it. You know, the courage. And you know what made it an epic fight? Wilder, because he come to fight. He put everything on the line. I mean, even those last couple of rounds when Tyson was really on top, he still, from instinct, was throwing those big bombs that he does. Still a dangerous sod all the way to the end. 
Um, and it was what I said. I, you know, I, I, I felt that if Wilder came out, came out, which how he what did come out, come out, you know, to to looking for the bombs to throw, that it would be a shootout. And I thought Tyson would prevail, but I thought it would be much shorter than that. Mm -hmm. And the fact it went on to the eleventh round um, is testament to Wilder and to Tyson, who, who got caught himself and went down a couple of times in the fight. I don't think I've ever seen Wilder go to the body as much as he did in the first round. Obviously, he didn't keep that up, but what did you make of Wilder's approach? Well, that was that was a smart move, and he did that because he was obviously hoping that Tyson was going to drop his hands so he could whiz over his, you know, whiz over his right hand. That's what he was looking for. He was looking to throw that big punch, and by and Malik Scott actually, if they were his tactics as his trainer. He did well. I mean, they were good tactics. He did, you know, Malik did well. I'm not knocking Mark Brilliant because he's an excellent trainer too, but Malik Scott did well, but so did Sugar. he done a brilliant job for Tyson too. And he was screaming at Tyson during the fight, you know, use your jab, use your jab, because he stopped using his jab and, and he was get, he, got, he bollocked him over that. So it was, uh, I mean, it was an amazing fight. I don't care, you know, if you don't like Tyson Fury and if you don't like me and you've got an opinion because of that, Put it all to one side and watch that back. Because if that didn't, if that's not not one of the greatest fights, then then I don't know what is. It was a marvelous fight. It was a marvelous fight. And of course, after that third round, I think everyone sat in the arena, everyone watching on BT Sport box office thought that was that. That's so what I, I, yeah. I, you know, I thought. I thought he'll yeah, yeah, stop him now, as, as I thought said before the fight. But you know, that's big. That, that's big. He's, you know, he's dangerous. You know, I kept saying he's a dangerous son. He's, he, you know, he can pull those punches out, and he did it in the, he did it in the fourth round. It was amazing, and that was a 10-7 round because of the two knockdowns. Mm. So going into the fifth, it was easy. Not even I thought that I thought he nicked the first round. Wild. I thought Tyson won the second. He got the 10-8 round in the, in the third round, and then the 10-7 was given to. Um, uh, to, to Wilder, so it's pretty even going into that. So it's then onwards. I thought Tyson then started to control the fight. Frank, the first shot that dropped Fury was a massive overhand right from Deontay Wilder. How many people do you think in world boxing could actually get up from that now? Well, how many people have got up from the overhand right shots that he's thrown in the past? No one. Just Tyson. <laughs> Only Tyson. I mean, he's he is statistically the hardest punching heavyweight in the last forty odd years, and he is. There's no doubt about that. And he and that's what he did. He, 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 he or that's what he's done. He's blasted everybody out. You know, it, 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 he's he, he's 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 very very dangerous. Now I don't know what that fight will have taken a lot out of him though. It will have taken a lot out of him, and uh, it'd be interesting to see what he does now. Definitely, and then of course Fury getting dropped for a second time in the same round. What was going through your mind? Well, exactly what it was. You know, Tyson's smart though. If you watch him, he's a very smart guy. He takes the count, gets himself, you know, gets his, you know, gets himself, his his mind right, and gets back up. And, he, and what was surprised, he went down again. He got clipped again in that fight. And then you're thinking, well, you only got to get clipped once more. It's all over. So he did. Um, he did extremely well and he came through the fight. He's a smart fighter, Tyson. He's a very, very clever, clever man. Gets his tactics right. I mean, you look at that fight and then you look at him when he fought Klitschko. And I was, was it somebody said, I was reading, was it, was it somebody said Jesse about the fight was, uh, was, you know, wasn't technically great. But when he was technically great against Klitschko, he got criticism for it. But he went and done what he had to do because he's that, because what he is, he's an adaptable, smart fighter. You know, he can box you, he can stand up, he can be on the back foot, he can be on the front foot. He's, you know, he, he's a phenomenal fighter, phenomenal fighter. And uh, 
and he does what's necessary to win fights. He does it what he needs to. And one thing they can't say about him, he's not a puncher. He hurt him, didn't he? he I mean, and he's got a good, good, he's got a good chin as well. Wilder, he took some good shots, but he hurt him. He hurt him and a couple of those punches. I don't know how he got up from them. I know Tyson's always got up from them punches um, and whenever he's been put down, but don't tell me that you and George, your son, weren't panicking a little bit. Well, of course we were. I mean, he goes down, he's, he's you know, he's, we're, we're with him. I mean, we don't, and, and, it, and it is alone, but he, but he has, he does have the wherewithal about him. You can see him as he gets up and what he does and, and you know, and, and obviously he was looking, he was looking for the, for the finish. Hmm. Um, Wilder, but you know he kept him off and done what he had to do, and then came back out in the next round and took command. And from that point onwards, really, you could see that Wilder was really jaded. It looked like at any point Tyson was going to get him out there, but Deontay just kept fighting on and on and on. Well, he did, but I think I think for Deontay, I think the fact Tyson takes his shots, there's four times he's been down in fight in the two fights, and you, but he's taken the shots and got up, and that must be when you are the puncher that he is. You know, you're a phenomenal puncher. That must be a bit, you know. <laughs> bring you down it's a bit heartbreaking you know I've, I've, I've hit him with my best shot and he's still got up and it's a you know you might, that must take a bit out of you but but you know to his credit he carried on and he tried and he tried and did what he had to do I, I, I was really disappointed at the end that when Tyson went over because you know these guys now they've spent they, they've had three fights they've had a trilogy of fights and for him to go over to him at the end and Tyson to say look come on you know this is great and the way he behaved. I was really disappointed. He's, I mean, he's, to say he's a bad loser is an understatement. They've given each other so much over this amazing trilogy. Do you think one day Tyson and Deontay can become friends? Who knows? I hope they can. I hope they can, but, um, you know, he's got... Tight, from Deontay's perspective, he's got a, he, he should be thinking to himself, look, I've done what I had to do. I was ch world champion for six years. I was, the, I was the dominant heavyweight for six years. Mm. And, you know, my legacy is that, plus I've been, I've been involved in three spectacular fights because they've all been great fights. I mean, not been, you, I mean, every one of those fights will have been absorbing classic fights. They've all been different, mm -hmm. all been different. Brilliant fights, and the last one, normally you get those. I mean, the Ali, you know, Ali um, Frazier, one of the fights was, wasn't so good. Um, and the other two were just outstanding fights. I mean, unbelievable fights. But you look at that and you think to yourself, um, you know, these guys. I mean, they, they, they you know, they, they, got, they, they make, they make, they just make a great fight together every time. Every time. You'd, if you were saying that they were going to fight again next, you'd buy tickets for it because you know you're going to get a fight out of the two of them. Absolutely, because you put Deontay Wilder yeah. in with anyone, and he's always yeah. live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, obviously. You brought him back when he was, what, 27 stone. You had the confidence to put his signature and exchange exchange contracts, do the deal, etc. He's one of the first ones on BT, if I'm right in saying as well, yeah, Tyson. Yeah. So that must give you a lot of joy. When a lot of people were writing Tyson off, you trusted in his signature. Well, I did. I mean, I, I, you know, I've always liked Tyson. And, you know, but more importantly, you know, it was good for him and it was good for me. You know, it worked for me and it worked for him. And it worked for BT. You know, we've gone in there, and we, you know, when I went to BT, I said, you know, three, four years, we will have the, we will, we will be the dominant. We will have the best boxers, and we have. We've got the best heavyweight on the planet, bar none. So we were, what we set out to do, we've done. With, um, with, with Tyson, it, it was, it's, it's been a, 
you know, when you see a guy and you look at that weight, and but it's, and you, you know, you can lose weight. We all know you can do that. Being out the ring for three years, that's a long time. You know, if you look at the last seven years, I think he's been inactive for five of them with the COVID and everything. And you think to yourself, uh, you know, can he do it? I knew he could do it. I knew I could, he could do it because by talking, you know, actually when you're all one on one and you're talking about it, you can see the desire. And you could see that he found he found himself again after all the problems. He really did find himself in as much that, you know, he, he, he felt that, you know, what was going to be his salvation, which was going to help him get better and come through all the problems he had was boxing. Mm. And so it was to be. And he's got a ch totally, you know, he's got a totally sort of a mindset now. When, you know, and I, I can think back to the past in between fights, he'd blow up. Doesn't now, he's in the gym, he keeps himself well. And he's in excellent condition. He's got he's got everything you need. He's more he's nigh on a perfect boxer, if not because he's got he's got a natural inborn stamina. You can't, you know, it's very difficult to get stamina. This guy's got stamina when he when he doesn't even look in condition. He's done it in fights. He's he's got natural stamina. He's got great hand speed, footwork, and a, a massively great chin. Gets caught, comes up. He's got a fantastic jab. He can punch. And most importantly, he's got a great boxing brain and a will to win. You know, it's never say die with him. That's what it is with him. So he ticks every single box, every single box. And he's uh, he's an outstanding, outstanding performer, you know, and he's, he is the best of his generation, without a doubt. Best of his generation. And for me, in any generation, he would be there with them. You know, I think about, because you've got to remember, he's six foot nine, Tremendous reach, speed that he's got, and you look back to the you know all the great fighters that I've seen when I grew up. You know, you go for the Alleys, Foreman's, Frazier, and he, he he's physically massively bigger than them. Maybe maybe Big George, he's about the same, but he's got better stamina than George Foreman's got. You know, as we see when he fought Ali, he he, he run out of gas. Um, he's got he's got a great boxing brain. Him and Ali, Ali would have been the smaller guy. Slightly smaller because he obviously he got as he got older he matured. But Ali's best, you know, Ali was not a, a massive puncher, and they're both great boxers. And can you imagine that fight? I mean, that would have been a, a brilliant fight if you could, you know, one of those dream matches you could put together. But the bottom line out of it, could you imagine the press conferences? Oh, that'd have been. I mean, you would have you would have paid to go and see that. Imagine those two guys getting at it in a press conference. It would have been the best fun ever. But you know. You can only be the best of, of you can only beat the best. You can only be the best of your era, and without a doubt, he is the best of his era. And there's still light in the tank. As I said, he's only been active for two out of the, out of the last seven years. Frank, just out of interest, when he was three years out the ring, drink abuse, drug abuse, yep. at that massive weight, and you were saying to BT, I want to bring him. Yeah. I want to sign him. Were there people telling you what were you doing? There was a couple of people. But at the end of the day, it was it was it was. Uh, a decision. I mean, look, he's decided he's going to fight. He was going to fight. You know, I wanted to. I, I you know, and between us, we wanted to do it. And, and my and I made my mind up that I will deliver that, and that's what we did. I mean, he came into BT with me. We went in there together. It was a good. It was a. It was a very entertaining meeting. And of course, after the Sefri fight, there was even more doubts after that about yeah. can Tyson actually do anything. It was great to see him back, but. People were really doubting, and I remember in Belfast we were there for the Pianetta fight, which was a much yeah. better performance. But still, everyone was saying 
he's not going to beat Wilder. And if you go back to the first fight in LA, I think apart from yourself and Tyson's team, everyone was writing him off. Well, I wanted to fight. I mean, I pushed for it. I spoke to Tyson and I was the one who pushed for it. I really did push for the fight because I felt, number one, that they would underestimate him because of, as you've just said, the, the performances and the weight. But I just felt, if you're going to do this, do it now. And I've, I've sort of really studied Deontay and looked at his style and I thought Tyson can outbox him. You know, I didn't, I weren't talking about knockouts now, but I thought he can definitely outbox him at that stage. And he did. I mean, he got robbed really, didn't he? He yeah. went down, but he did, he did outbox him. However, one thing about Tyson, didn't bitch, didn't moan, didn't cry, weren't a crybaby after the event, got on with it. Yeah. From that moment, uh, where the contracts were signed for the first world of fight, did you think three years on later, we'd be talking about one of the best trilogies ever? No, absolutely not. No, I didn't. I didn't, and uh, but it was. I mean, a lot of people again were thinking it was, uh, it was, it was, it was um, not going to be a, you know, it was going to be, you know, they didn't think there was going to be much of a fight, but it bloody was. And you got to take your hat off. I said to Wilder because Wilder, Wilder did what Wilder did what a champion, a champion does. You know, gives his all, give everything, went out there and done what you had to do. That's what you. That's that's what you do if you want it. Well, we had Manic Scott on the channel the day after, and I think he summed it up really well. He said, Wilder was great, but Fury was greater. Yeah, and that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, Frank, has there been any indication about how it performed on uh, BT Sport Box Office? Well, I haven't got the numbers yet, but the indications are it's done extremely well, and they're talking about big numbers in the States too. And we did well at the gate. There was a, you know, the, the venue was nigh on full, um, and had we had the Brits coming over, there would have been an overspill. It's just it's a shame there weren't Brits there, but the atmosphere was fabulous. You know, I would say 70% of the audience got behind Tyson, so he's won over the Americans. He's, he's gone out there and won them over. He's gone into their, the other guy's backyard and come away with the fans. Was Bob pleased? Oh, he was great, yeah. I mean, we, we had, actually, we had a bit of fun out there, and uh, he was, he was, I was you know, I, actually, I, I, so when the fight was over, we were going there and I watched him jump up, and he, it was great to see it. It was great to see it, and it, it was good for everybody. It was such a real feel-good moment for, you know, for the team, and especially for Tyson. So, of course, at that point, you're not thinking what's next, you're enjoying the moment. Have yeah. you given a little bit of thought on that plane journey back? Yeah, look, I, I spoke to Tyson yesterday. I spoke to him, um, I spoke to him obviously, the last few days. And, and at the end of the day, all he wants to do now is to go and get some time out. He's been in constant training. You know, what with COVID, what with the arbitration, uh, times out and the unfortunate uh, problems he had with his newborn daughter. Athena. So now he needs. He just needs to relax and be with his family. He's been out. He's been. He's been training constantly. So, you know, when they. I think they're coming back today or tomorrow. So when him and Paris come back, they'll spend time with their family. There's no rush for anything. And we do whatever Tyson wants to do. I mean, he's the boss in this, isn't he? He's the guy who, at the end of the day, he's the one who's, uh, from his perspective, will decide. You know what he wants to do. He's got a number of options, and then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, I saw a lot of reporters after the fight asking you and Bob. Oh, what's going to happen next to Tyson? And as you said, he will decide, and you've yeah. got to deliver it for him. That's how it works. That's how it works. You know, look, we're his promoters. You know, all I know is, we, you know, we're his promoters, and and between us, as the t as a team, we'll we'll work it out. I mean, I, obviously, I'd like him to fight here in the UK. It'd be nice for him to come back and fight here, but it depends who. But none of that's none of those decisions are going to be made until it'll be Tyson who decides what he wants to do. Absolutely. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, of course, I will ask you about October 30th, as WBC have said that they will order, the well, Dylan, if he wins that fight, to box for the WBC title. Obviously, if Otto Wallen wins, we understand there's a rematch clause, so that extends it further. Let me ask you about that fight. We were both in Vegas when Tyson had one of his hardest fights against Otto Wallen. Yeah, he did. Wallen done very well. However, he was really hampered by a bad, bad cut. And I've got to be honest, the referee, I was worried. I was more worried in, worried that the referee was going to stop that fight. But he did well, Wallen. And, uh, and then eventually Tyson did what he had to do. But, you know, he won the fight. But... Um, you know, Dillian White's going to have his hands full with him because he knows what's he, what's on the line. So we, let, let's see what happens when he comes through, and then we see what the WBC say. And then when once they make their decision, then Tyson will obviously consider what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tyson's picking also well in that fight against Dillian. I think it's a tough fight. I think it's a tough fight for Dillian White. Um, as regarding, you know, Dillian, look, you know. If, 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 I don't know whether he's with Matram or not. If he's with Matram, then they need to pick up the phone and 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 spe- you know, not say they need. You know, after the fight, we'll we'll talk. Depending who wins, and if he's if he's a free agent, then we will speak direct with Dillian, whatever, however it is. But it's a big fight. It will be a big fight if it's in. I think in the UK because of obviously the, the pay per view numbers. They'll be huge. Hmm. Also, I've got that situation with uh, Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua, and uh, it looks like that rematch will happen because the, the clause has been triggered. However, uh, of course, there was a lot of talk about when Fury and Joshua fell through because of this arbitration with Wilder. There was a lot of people saying, why don't you get Wilder to step aside? For thank God he didn't, by the way, because we've got one of the best fights ever. Um, but yeah, step aside and make Fury Joshua. So, is there going to be a potential move from you guys to say, can Joshua step aside and we fight? Well, Usyk? I, I've got to think. I think really that that's something for for the other side to sort out. You know, that's for them to sort. I mean, if, if he did step aside, theoretically, if that happened, then maybe you know the winner then fights the winner, which I believe would be Tyson, then fights Joshua. I don't know. I mean, that could that be a, you know the one thing the WBC have said is that we you know if we can get a unification on, then do it. Um, the only thing stopping that from happening is the fact that they've got this 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 uh, rematch clause, and the only one who can stop the rematch is uh, is Anthony Joshua. But if he takes it, he takes it, doesn't he? So. Takes it, he takes it. I mean, you know, if I was Anthony Joshua, to be quite honest, I w- irrespective of what what we would like, I, I would I would sort of think about taking that fight. I would be take try and get a couple more, f- or at least get another fight under my belt before I go for that. Because that's a that that is a tough fight for him, a tough tough fight. You know he'll be spurred on Usyk by the last one, and I think he'll be looking to thinking to himself, you know what? If I'd have really stepped it up, I could have stopped. He nearly stopped him in the last round. They were about to throw the towel in. So if that's you know that could happen, but you know what? That's all their business for him to get on with, and we'll focus on what we where we are. And you know, at the moment, you know Tyson is the standout heavyweight at the moment and the standout heavyweight of his generation. I know Alex Krasik was out there in Vegas, do you have uh, any conversations with him? 
Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. We didn't get around. But I know. I know. Um, I know there were, there were, there has been a conversation. But I'll, I'll, I don't want to go into that. Okay. So in terms of the overall heavyweight picture, of course you've got Joe Joyce waiting with the WBO. You've got Daniel Dubois in a strong position with the WBA and obviously WBC. We don't even yep. have to say. Yep. Uh, and then obviously the IBF. Alexander Usyk holds holds all the belts there. But you've got. In the WBA and WBA, you've got a, a strong position there with both guys. Well, we have. Again, it's, you know, it's what we've built up over the last few years. We've built built something. You know, but look at those heavyweights. You've got the, the other. Britain is in a great position. Yeah. You've got these these other two two guys. You know, um, who are the next next uh, fellas? Really, you've got a, young, a very young guy in in Daniel Daniel Dubois, ranked number one by the BA, and then you've got in the uh, in in the uh, BO, you've got Joe, who's a, who, sh who hopefully will get his gold medal. Having got robbed of you know, robbed of that, according to the, that that that, um, that uh, report on the Olympics. Any updates on that? No, I've not I've not heard anything. But um, so, but you got Joe there, so I mean Joe's Joe's you know he's a tremendous competitor, you know, good fight. We're in we're in good shape. We we've got we and we that's without the other young couple of young heavyweights we've got coming through. So we're in really we're in a good we're in we're, you know we we we're in a good spot and uh, and I'm. Please, where we're at, we've done everything we said we'd do, and I think we, we, you know, we've beaved away. We don't shout as much as a lot of people do, but we just carried on with our business, and at the end of the day, we've delivered. So, um, uh, you know, and that's without all our other, you know, really good young fighters on the books. We've got some really good young fighters, and we've we had a good signing the weekend. <laughs> so I'm really pleased with David's on board. Um, and he's a competitor, so we, we did talk. I did talk to Bob about him, and make maybe try and do something. So we're we're we're, we're all you know we've got some good fights to be made. We'll come on to Abenisi in a second, but would you say the heavyweight division for yourself with Queensbury is the strongest one for yourself with Tyson Fury, Joe Joyce, and Daniel Dubois? Without a doubt, no one else has got any anything like that. You know these guys. You know we're not we're not. You know the others are in a bit basically being recycled all the time. Okay, Frank, just a, a last one on Fury Wilder 3. A bit of a, a strange one, I feel like I'm talking about this. So there was a weigh-in um, that Coogan uploaded from Vegas, yeah. um, and the clip has been put in the mail online yesterday. Um, accusations that Shane Fury, brother of Tyson Fury, used an anti-Semitic phrase or was saying something to Shelley Finkel. Um, and if you listen to the clip, which you've done, I've done, many people have, have done, He's saying something else. Uh, well, it's outrageous. Just, do you want to just elaborate on that? Well, I got back from the states yesterday, and uh, obviously this thing sort of happened more or less for me, you know, getting back from the airport and so forth and, and, and whatever. And uh, I hadn't seen the I hadn't seen the clip at that stage, um, but when I got to see it, and I, sp I spoke with um, I spoke with Tyson, I spoke with his his uh, lawyer, and, be and between us, we you know. Between the Robert Davis and myself, it was like, what was the last? It was the last syllable, and it wasn't ish. It was less. And if you listen to it, and if you don't look at it, just turn it on and listen to it. He says, "You chinless piece of shite." Whatever he said, he doesn't say what's been, what what the story. That that's something I think they wanted it to hear. That's somebody wanted to hear that, and they put the story up on. Um, on the mail, and I got in touch with the mail, and they and and eventually we got it taken down. Although although what they call the cachet is still up there, and apparently that's up forever. So they've taken it down, 
and it was reported again in, in various other publications today, including some in America. So they've got a big problem because it's, it's, it, that's not what was said. Anybody just listen to it and you know it's not, that's not what's said, and, uh, and, and it, it's outrageous. I was there, Shane didn't say that, and he wasn't direct, then nothing was being directed towards Shelley Finkel. Shelley's a pal, and Tyson gets on the right with Shelley, that, that's a fact. You know, um, you heard that bit of banter on the stage when, when Shelley got on the stage and whispered something in his ear, and Tyson had a bit of fun with him on that. But that, that what is being said, was not said at all. Um, and I say, listen to it, and they, they now, have, they've taken that, but they, um, they need to put their apologies up. All of them are going to have to apologise. And I would think, from Shane's perspective, if I was Shane, I'd be suing the arse off of all of them. Because it's a slam dunk, because he didn't say it. Mm. And, and, you know, and, it, and it's insult. It, 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 you know, it's not right. It's not right to keep to do this without even... It, it's like this... It's typical, isn't it? Here we have a great performance. Tyson and they're always looking for some crap. What happened after the Klitschko one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, always looking for rubbish, always looking to do something. You know, Tyson, Tyson said himself in the past, you know, he, he's, he's made some mistakes. Muhammad Ali, and, and by the way, Shane didn't say this, but, you, you know, I keep referring to this. Muhammad Ali was voted the sports personality of the century by the BBC, by the British audience. This is the same guy, when I was a kid, said, blacks shouldn't go with whites, the white man's the devil, parrots don't go with budges, and all these sort of things. You know, but that, that's what he said at the time. But when he matured and he's an older man, he, you know, he was, a, he was a man of peace and love, and the most respected sportsman that lived. Everybody loved Muhammad Ali, except for Joe Frazier. Everybody loved him. And it's, uh, it, it, you know, and I don't like this. I think it's really wrong, and, I, and, and that, what they did was wrong. It was like, it was, you know, oh, we've got him, we'll do him now, let's do him, let's do him, and they include Tyson in it and so forth. Shane did not say that, and it was wrong, and uh, they're, they're, they're going to have to do it. You will see there will be apologies up in all these newspapers. And that is something that Shane would say, you chin this piece of whatever. Well, he was directing it to his brother. Is it Marcellus? Marcellus, yeah. And why would he be arguing with Shelley Finkel in well, the first place? It, it, well, he wasn't. It, 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 I was there. I mean, it's not, I was there, I heard that. And if, if, if I'd heard him say what they're alleged, I would have said something to him. But he didn't say that. There was a lot of swearing going on from both sides. And it got a little bit out of hand. But there was no racism there whatsoever. Okay, that one's put to bed. Frank, of course, you had your, your show in Birmingham um, on the same night as Fury World of yeah. Three. A very controversial result. Uh, Brad Foster losing his titles to Jason yeah. Cunningham. Um, have you had a chance to watch it? What have you heard in the office? Um, I, 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 I actually, I did, I did um, watch it back, and I thought it was a very close fight. You know, I think Brad may have nicked it, but you know they gave the result they gave. I thought one of the judges was a bit, certainly was a bit severe on it, but it was a, it was a good fight. And Brad's a, Brad, Brad can come back from that. Don't worry about that. He's a good fighter, Brad. You know, when you look at him, I can bang on about. He had no, no amateur experience and so forth. He will come back from that, and we'll, we'll push for a rematch. Okay. That's what we'll do, you know. That's what, what, what we have to do. And uh, But there were some good fights on the card, weren't there? Some of the guys looked really, really good. I was really pleased with them. Old, 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 old um, S.O., he, 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 I mean, he was just fabulous. Mm. He's a good fighter. He's a good fighter. Well, let's talk about the welterweight division. Uh, Echo Esselman in a really good fight with Danny Ball and then pulled out an incredible oh, stoppage. Yeah. Look, you know, when he came with us, I sort of looked and I thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, right. But he, he, he pleasantly surprised me. I mean, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal, you know, 
puncher, and he's and, uh, and he's got a, and he's got a, he's got a great engine in him. I mean, as soon as that bell goes, he gets down on it, and I love him. I think I think he's going. I think I think Echo's got a tremendous tremendous future in front of him. Absolutely, and of course you. Uh added someone to your welterweight division, just a small matter of a uh, European champ, uh, David Avenition, who's got now a bit of a following in the UK after a yeah. tremendous win over Josh yeah. Kelly earlier this year. What's the plans with David Avenition? Well, I'm pleased. I'm pleased at that great rating on Sky. They got to see him. So, like, you know, it's good good exposure for him. So he's going to have fantastic exposure too on BT. And as I say, we're going to get him into some big fights and keep him busy. I'm pleased that, you know, to be working with Neil Marsh and with, you know, with, with David. Has he got potential day? No, I've only just got back and we get stuck into that. <laughs> okay, so we know in the, the World of Weight division, of course, big name at the moment is Conor Ben. Um, has there been any contact from you guys about potentially doing that fight? We, look, we want to do it. We made, we've made him an offer and we're waiting for him to come back. They haven't come back yet. Maybe, maybe I was hoping we might be able to discuss it at that lunch that he keeps postponing, but it's not happening. <laughs> what is the... Uh, when was the offer sent, Frank? Just about interesting. I think my offer sent it yesterday. Okay. And we're speaking of what midday today, Tuesday. Yeah. So we haven't heard anything back, but it's a and it's a quite a lucrative offer for him. So we'll see where it goes. Okay. That would be a good fight, though. Wouldn't it's it? a great fight. Why not? You know, Connor's a, a, a decent fighter, and uh, I mean that that is a big fight. That's a good fight. One I certainly like to see. And if that doesn't happen, of course, David Ammunition should be and is looking at. You know that world level. He's on that Correct. fringe. Well, he level. is world level, isn't he? He's world level, and uh, he will get a world title fight. I'll make sure that happens. We know Terence Crawford, Errol Spencer, the kings yeah. of the division at the moment. You've also got. Well, they're great fighters. They, yeah. I mean, they are great fighters. But you know, he's not bad himself, is he? I mean, he can <laughs> whack. That's for sure. We, I was going to say we've also got Ugas, who's just obviously got a win over Manny Pacquiao. He's yeah. got a world title, yeah. and I know you've got good relations with PBC. So is that yeah. a potential fight, Avenition and Ugas? You know, he's he's there. He just wants a world title fight. So it's up. As you know, we've got some options, and hopefully, uh, they know one thing's for sure: the respective TV companies that these guys fight on know that with with, with David that they're going to get uh, some value for money. They know he's going to come to fight. Okay, let's jump up a few divisions to the light heavyweight. Uh, division. I want to talk about Mr. Tommy Fury, of course. Have we got an update on Tommy Fury and Jake Paul, Frank? Um, well, at the moment we're working through the ter we're working through the terms, and I'm hoping we we're quite close, and I'm hoping we can get it over the line. You know, uh, it's a great fight for Tommy. Uh, it's a very lucrative fight for him. And these, I mean, what's he had now? Seven fights, I think he's had. You know, fighting a guy who's had a couple of fights. Uh, financially, how can you not turn that down? Um, I think he wins it, but it's. Uh, you know, it's captured everybody's imagination. That's all they were talking about out in the states. So um, I'm quite sure. Hopefully, we'll get it up, finish it, finish it off this week. We'll put that come, then we can uh, we, we we can move forward. Are we looking at sometime in December? It will be yeah. It'll be sort of late November, December. Right. That's great news. Um, so November six, you've got Zach Parker out against Marcus Morrison yeah. in a in a really good fight. Obviously, yeah. that will lead into Canelo v Plant. On box office that night. Yeah, no, I mean it's a great night, isn't it? It's super middleweight division. I mean, don't get no better. They got the number one, and he's fighting the guy who, uh, you know, with Zach, he's fighting the guy who took uh, Eubanks to decision. So it's going to be a nice little bit of a yardstick there to see, see, uh, you know, what's what with him, and uh, and obviously the, the you know, the um, 
the fight between Canelo and Plant is, a, is going to, I think it's going to be a really good fight. I think it's a well-matched fight. Definitely. Yeah, it seems like you've got a really good thing going on with it. Neil Marsh, obviously, who manages Zach and, yeah. and David Avenusian. Yeah. Um, these two of these guys now, Zach Parker and David Avenusian, really at the forefront of your company. He's done a good job as a manager with those fighters, Neil. He's done an excellent job with them. And uh, you know, Zach Parker, as I mentioned before, he's a bit under the radar, but now he's getting some serious exposure, and we'll. Um, you know we're pushing forward. He's number one, and uh, and they're all that. Again, there's going to be a position where, you know, after the Canelo fight, Canelo and Plant, they're going to be some mandatories due sometime, and he's 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 in a position to be one of those mandatories. Yep. So November sixth, we're back in Birmingham. Any more November shows, please, Frank? We've got. Uh, we're going to go Prospect Show on November the twelfth. Um, and then we had a great, I mean that prospect show we did was a fantastic show and hopefully this will be the same so we'll be giving details on that and so forth and letting okay. know what it is. Who's headlining that? I'll give you the heads up on that later on. We just we we, we the, actually we were who was gonna headline it got injured. So but we it'd be a decent show. It'd okay. be a decent show. Well that's it uh, from me today, Frank. Is there anything you'd like to add before we close off? No, I'd just like to thank all the fans for getting behind Tyson. Uh, you know, the weekend he was, uh, you know, he did Brit he did Britain proud, he did himself proud, us proud, he certainly done himself proud. And uh, I look forward to him seeing, fight, seeing him fight again in the future. Definitely. Okay, Frank Warren, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. You've got a bit of a break in terms of shows for the rest of this month. Yeah, we've got nothing till November the 4th. Six. Six, just testing. <laughs> I'll get there on the fourth. I'll be there early for it. Well, I'll see you on the fourth. Thank you very much, Frank. I'll see you when I'm looking at you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.